Colgen FM. Online. The sound of magic. Well, welcome back to this fantastic interview with Tom Newman and Paul Brett to welcome the release of the album The Children of Ireland's Tubular Bells, the remake produced by Tom and promoted by Viral Discs and Downloads. So, back to the interview. Tell me a bit about Viral Discs and Downloads, how that came to be and what it all is all about. Well, what we, the, the, I think Paul would agree that the, with me that the... Uh, the kind of um, the, the agenda that we've got at the moment uh, is uh, it's kind of flexible still, obviously, because, you know, we're 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 putting our feet into absolutely into territory that we've never actually as music as daft musicians. We've never really got into before. It started to build around the the idea of the tubular bells for for the children of Ireland thing. That was the principle. We thought well, we've just got to get this out having done that of course the idea of then having a label with with this one record on it uh didn't doesn't make sense of course and and we've we've been producing slap soul which is the these two lovely lads from from uh, north wales uh and that's going very well in fact, i've just i've just stu- i've just finished recording the second half of their their what will be their first album uh, it's not. I haven't finished it yet, but we've done the main bulk of recordings. Uh-huh. So that's the next one of the next projects to to kind of finish uh, is to is to finish that recording, and we will we're looking at putting that on on viral distant downloads as well. And the idea has started to germinate and to grow. That this is a perfect kind of follow through. Somehow it it magically it. it it's kind of doing what Virgin was kind of designed to do in the beginning, but without Richard being involved, obviously we've got we've got our first we've got our first production, the, the Children of Ireland, and now it's an opportunity to ca- kind of carry on where Virgin left off. We we want to we've we've kind of half decided that we want to create a, a, a broadband label, not a label that is confined to a particular genus of music. You know, like everything gets very readily nowadays put in a box and the limitations of that box have become narrower and narrower and narrower. Even with modern music, you know, there's dub soul and there's beat and there's garage, funk, dub, whatever. I mean, I, I've got no idea what all those genres are. So what we've kind of decided to do is to completely ignore them and pretend they don't exist and just look for music that moves us and that we believe should be out there. And one of the other things is that we've got this kind of sneaky agenda to undermine the Simon Cowell syndrome of absolutely (laughs) plastic nonsense. You know, Simon Cowell, the the kind of thing that Simon promotes is absolutely cliched you know pre-ordained kind of sampled stuff with all the voices go through tuners and it all comes out sounding the same basically and we want to try and undermine that and one of the things that we've we've kind of decided to do with the with the next 
project with the schools that we've this is the reason we're in scotland now is that we're working like we've just been swept around the country by hugh taylor who's a a, a very interesting and influential scots dj who kind of hijacked the next project we wanted to do sergeant pepper's lonely hearts club band with somebody with us with a schools group somewhere as a follow-up to the children of ireland doing tubular bells the next obviously the next album the best the best and most influential album of all time is sergeant pepper's lonely hearts club band i mean it, it it's it broke up all of the it it was it, in in some ways it was it was the start of prog rock it was the start of psychedelic rock it it's it it was the the beginning of something that is still practically every tune that you find now from a rock and roll band has got some kind of beatles influence in it somewhere along the line yeah so it was the obvious next step really to see and and the, interestingly the one thing that nobody's ever dared to look at has been covering or tampering with sergeant pepper because it is sacrosanct it's like it's like the Quran and the Holy Grail, you know, nobody dares to touch it, you know. So we thought, well, you know, let's go for it. We're, we're ancient people. We're old crusties. <laughs> and the one thing we've got is, is a lot of uh, chutzpah. I, I don't want to use the word bollocks because your lady's there, but you, you need balls to take on Sergeant Pepper, you know. And we've got to do it. We can't not do it. We looked at each other in the eye and said, Sergeant Pepper's got to be. But then we thought, well, that's an English thing. Liverpool is England, kind of. So we were going to think we were thinking about offering it to some area, maybe Liverpool. But then we talked to Hugh Taylor on the, on the, on a, 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 a thing like this, an interview, a radio interview on his station, and mentioned Sergeant Pepper, and he said. Hey, you not doing that? And he grabbed it from us so so vociferously that literally by the end of the next day, he'd got about a dozen schools interested in doing it. His wife was a head teacher of a school, and he knows all of the you know the, the important people. And literally by the end of the next day, we were we he'd he'd seduced us and we were in it and we couldn't get out of it. And so we've spent the last two days up here being rushed around the schools that are interested. And in fact, every school that we've been to has been not just interested, but grabbing our hands and tearing our hands off. We've been to these magnificently equipped schools with, with you know, 20 grand's worth of Apple Macs and they don't know how to use them and they've got control rooms and gigantic amounts of recording equipment, but, but nothing to do with it, you know. Mm. And they've, they've grabbed at this like nobody's business and it's been very, very, very rewarding. Even more so that we've, we've, we're dealing with what they call D schools, which, you know, naughty boys. We went to one of those yesterday and got such a response, you know, uh, and, and these, these, these bad boys are really up for it. If you can get into a situation where you can give some kind of hope and life to even one of these boys to, that stops them shooting up or mugging or you know whatever it is the, the awful problems that they they are carrying on their shoulders that makes the whole project worthwhile you know Absolutely. and the, and uh hugh's been looking at with he's got someone working on the funding so it's it's all of a sudden started to take off on that level 
very, very, uh, it's, it's brilliant, you know. We've even got someone in Ohio. We've got a school in Ohio who've heard about the Children of Ireland thing. Want to know if we can go to America and do one there. And another school in Germany want us to go to Germany and do one. So it's a case now of thinking what, what classic rock album can we go to next? I mean, my, I would go for, for a Magical Mystery Tour. And we, you know, there's, there's obviously there's Dark Side of the Moon, and it, it, there's there's so many that we, I don't think we're going to run out of it, really. No, I remember when we did the uh, the first interview, Tom, that uh, we you sort of mooted the point about um, Sergeant Pepper's and Dark Side of the Moon, and it seems as if it's sort of it's like a roller coaster because I did say to you, you know, well, it's, I was can't I was really really up for that if the opportunity presented itself and all of a sudden here you are and you're talking to people about it already so i mean that's that's brilliant yeah yeah well paul has mooted the dark side of the moon project to to the welsh schools yeah uh, and we're we're kind of waiting back for well we've actually gone a different route we've gone to the assembly first okay a friend of mine uh, you know head of labor policy down there and he's he's doing it from his direction whereas this this one now, this uh, Sergeant Peppers, is being driven by a local radio station, yeah, and and local school. So, you know, everything is 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 kind of approached differently through different people. This thing has come together like lightning up here. It looks like we're on going to be on a goer to start in Easter, finish uh, finish recording June. Tom will mix over the summer, and it looks like this time next year we'll be a, a Sergeant Peppers out with the children of Scotland. That's what it's looking like. It's, it's been that quick, you know, in terms of putting it together. Yeah. So we're just, you know, uh, keeping... And the other thing is, you know, as Tom said, you've got these people coming in from Ohio, you've got people coming in from that one... I mean, you know, we need gas and air with us, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, I mean, we've been up at six. We got up at six yesterday morning. We were out uh, all day. We got home about eight o'clock. You know, we'd, we'd done eight schools and... and, and you know, and then again we had a, 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 a something to eat. Went to bed, got up again six o'clock. We're out again today. Um, we're leaving here early in the morning. You know, travelling back to Wales, but we've got to stop off on the way and find a, you know, a, an, an internet cafe or somewhere we can use Skype. And we've got a uh, Chaz Ellis on um, Lionheart FM up in North uh, Northumberland. He's playing a whole of tubular bells, actually from beginning to end. And then he wants us to go in on an interview, so we're going to be doing that from somewhere on the uh, on the M6. Oh, so, and then when we get back, uh, we're we're just winding up the slap sole. Uh, we've got a little bit to do, and then Tom will take it back to Ireland on Monday. But then next week, Tom's got Radio Ulster interview. He's got TV uh, in Ulster interview. So it's like you know, on it goes. And it, yeah, it, it, yeah. As Tom said it's like. You know, this thing is picking up fairy dust every day. Every day something new is happening and every day different people are picking up. And the thing's only out today. Yeah. So yeah. it Which seems to be it's been out for bloody ages, but in reality it's only come out today. Yeah. yeah. And all this is happening, you know. I mean, the, the way it's going, we're going to have to start franchising it because we, we're getting, we're getting in the, more input than we can you know, it's going to be deal with really. Yeah. Because it, it starts. It started off a one-man show, and now it's a two-man show. Uh, and I, um, we we ha- we can handle one a year, but I'm not sure if we can handle 
two a year. Maybe we, I don't know. It's certainly going to stop us uh, sitting in bath chairs and 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 dribbling. <laughs> We're going to be. <laughs> that reminds me, my my copy hasn't arrived yet. Oh well, because <laughs> I was going to do exactly the same thing. I was going to sort of do this interview and surround it with parts one and two or whatever however it all right well brilliant well that's fantastic yeah oh that'd be great well be your great. copy yeah. everybody's receiving them literally in the in these few days because mm. we've already had a load of in of, of, mm. of facebook comments about how people have liked them and everything yeah so uh I, it's it's all looking very good i hope you enjoy it when you get it i'm so sure I it should be I will. it literally should be with you you know in the next day or two so I hope it's okay, you know. Yeah, so by, by the time I've edited this interview, then that should should fit nicely then. Great. Mm, yeah, absolutely. Lovely, yeah. 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 So so the, the the viral machine then, let's let's sort of talk about that for a little while. How does that but, what process of that or how do the processes work to get Well, I don't know. The, <laughs> the viral the viral machine. You're talking about the you're looking the at it. This <laughs> it. We we haven't got an office full of, of people no. working for us. It, it's literally Paul's been doing this literally single handed, and his partner Michelle Breeze, who's who's been wonderful. Not only with putting up with me, but also she's been, you know, literally there's boxes of CDs on their living room floor, and Michelle's putting them in envelopes and sending them off. Right. And you know, it's a real cottage industry at and, the moment. And we got Lars Mullen doing the PR, you know, on the other side of it. And he lives down your way. Yeah, he's in your He's, he's in Torquay, is he? Oh, Torquay. Right, is he? And he's doing Lars, that's it. That's Lars it. is great. Lars is great. That's it. And that's it. That's that's all there is. You know, what you see is what you get. And uh, I've got no idea how it's going to go or expand from here because literally I've had very little to do with that side of it because I don't know anything about it. Paul's... I mean, Paul only knows a bit more than me, but he at least has got the brain enough to be able to research and find out what needs doing. You know, I mean, so, the, the actual album, the the physical CD is only available on viral discs and downloads. That's it. Yeah. You can only buy it through that site. But you can you can get downloads now of the album on on every uh, seven hundred and twenty uh, digital outlets, including iTunes, Amazon, the whole out today. Yeah. So, but the only if you want a CD, you have to, you know, you have to buy it off the site. And we we weren't expecting a great deal of response for physical CDs. In fact, the the first pressing that we've got was meant to be as a, a promotional, you know, tool really. But already, you know, we're getting worried about having to get more because all of a sudden it's starting to look serious enough to. To, to to need a bit more yeah, investment. Yeah, we kind of number and then sign them as well. It goes out. A lot yeah, of people yeah. like that. You know, they like the fact it's a personal touch and yeah. they can talk to us as well, you know, Absolutely. through yeah. through, um, through through the, through the internet. So, uh, you know, we're trying to very much keep this on a kind of hands-on personal basis, not like a record company where you post something to them and, you know, you might as well post it down the river because you don't get any response or anything else like that, you know. You don't hear from them again, and pretty much the same with, you know, with Radio One and Two and and all the rest of the you know commercial stations. But uh, I mean, at the end of the day, it's just a process. You know, we don't know where it's a journey. We, nobody knows where it's going to lead. But I mean, you know, why not do it? It's better to do it than you know vegetate in some hole somewhere. You know. <laughs> well, it certainly is. Yeah, I, I totally understand that. It's much better. Yeah. So. 
are you sort of continually looking to sort of place new musicians into yeah, the... yeah, yeah. Mm. Yeah. yeah yeah we've got this fantastic guitar player uh, he's probably the best guitar player I've heard for years he's a flamenco but he's taken it way beyond that he's a guy called Michel Icarino you might want to google him and uh, Tom's going to go over to Spain sometime next year hopefully record him in the Alhambra Palace this guy's taking that kind of guitar playing way above what anybody mm, else has ever done. staggeringly good. Staggeringly mm. good, you know. Yeah, you should look him up. Yeah, you, you should know. look him up. He's fantastic. But that's another project we've got that we want to do for next year. Um, Slap Soul, we, 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 we think. Because I, I personally, I started Duffy off. You know, we found Duffy. And uh, we kind you of... Did. Me and my partner, you know, we, we, we trained her up and pushed her off down to London. And she's she, she done okay. And these two lads, Slap Soul, they're from the same village. We've got them on the go. You know, obviously this this Sergeant Pepper's thing will, will will take up quite a bit of time, but we're still looking for things to do. We've got a lot back catalogue. I mean, I've I've got an unreleased, you know, from Paul Brett Sage from uh, nineteen seventy to nineteen ninety. I've got a lot of unreleased tracks that kind of you know document how the band was. So that's going out. I've got I'm going to redo the first twelve string guitar suite ever I recorded in nineteen seventy seven, and I've just I got a lot of lot of accolades for that all over the world, um, but that was forty odd years ago or thirty odd years ago, and I've just got a new instrument called the Griffin twelve string, which is a tiny little thing made by Joe Viet in America, and I've just done a, the first suite for that as well. So I'm going to put the two together and put that out next year. Fantastic. Tom's got a, a July album on the, mm. you know, he's he, he's sort of virtually re-recorded a modern one version of it, yeah. and he's got loads of stuff, instrumental stuff. So we're going to put out some of our back catalogue that we've probably just been recording and ignoring over the years, you know, a lot of kind of material that's unheard, there's that sort of stuff, and people are sending us stuff now, you know, and asking, obviously we, we can't get involved and release any, everything, but at least we've, we've personally been able to answer them, Yeah. which is another thing a bloody record company doesn't do, you know. Oh, absolutely, yes. Yeah. They, you know, they just, uh, you never hear from them. Yeah, we kind of... I'll tell you something, Dave. Well, I, about two years ago, I did a project called... I took The Complete Angler, which is an Isaac, Isaac Walton's... It's the third best-selling book in the English language, right? Yeah. And I took all the poems out of that, including Marlowe's uh, Passionate Shepherd, and, and I set them to music. And I thought, well, it's the first time... You know, I'm, I'm into first. The first time ever somebody's taken the songs out of The Complete Angler and put them to music. And I, I put them to music. Uh, it's a lovely... I'm really pleased with it. I sent a copy to Classic FM in London, right? Because it was right up their street. So, and I had a really beautiful letter back from one of the senior music producers. He said, Paul, this is a fantastic album. We absolutely love it, but we can't play it because it's not on a major label. <gasps> Good grief. Yeah, there you go. Now, if you check their, <laughs> if you check their license, for what, what they were given a license for, that is not included in it. You know, this kind of selective broadcasting you know you know if if you're black we're not playing you or if you're white we're not playing you or yeah, if you're not on a major level yeah. it's exactly the same to me and I, i've still got the letter I'm, i was absolutely staggered but i kind of felt the guy at the time was totally pissed off himself that this policy existed and he couldn't play an album he liked mm. uh, i just couldn't believe it but this is what the problem is you know, when you get above a certain, you get out of your community radios and you get out of your, you, you've got these people there, they're just in it for business and money. 
That's they're not right. in it That's for right. prestige for music. They're not in it to break new artists in a musical way, the same as X Factor doesn't. I mean, the songs X Factor sings their acts, they were there when I was a kid, when you were a kid. Yeah. They're yeah. not hearing new original songs from these youngsters. They're all cliched. They're cliched they? songs yeah. done very now because, cliche. you know, Sony BMG that, that, that Cal controls, they've probably published most of them. So the PRS is there, you know. Yeah, yeah. It's a it's a bad bad situation. Yeah. yeah. Uh, not that yes. you know, in our stage we can do anything about it, but at least we can put an alternative out there that if people are fed up with that absolutely kind of stuff, yeah, you know, then maybe they can generate towards us. Yeah, yeah. we're kind of recreating the concept of A and R, which originally meant artists and repertoire. The A and R, yes, it did. Department in a record company was there to seek out and nurture. Yeah. New talent. and develop it over a yeah. period of time. I yeah. mean, I spoke to my mate Alan Dan, who, who was the boss of um, a Peer Music, who was one of the biggest publishers in the world. He retired last year, and we were talking about. I mean, you know, I, I said to him, what, "What's happened to street level acts?" I said, "All I seem to see a lot of the chart, especially two years ago. I think the Christmas chart was ninety percent was by rich kids." <laughs> mm. yeah. Uh, you know, the Mumford and Son, that whole kind of thing. They're all kind of rich family kids. Yeah, yeah. And I said to him, what, what happened, what's happened to the kind of, you know, the, the, you know when we were kids, you know, we, it's kids off the street, you know, from all the different backgrounds. And he said, well, there's no money now for artist development. He said, the last money we had to spend on an act was we spent two years developing Newton Faulkner. Um, right. And, and then before he had a record out, and, 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 and that was it. He said, but there's no money. He said, what's happening now is people are coming into us, rich families, they are providing the money for the, for the artist development for their own children. Yes, yeah. <laughs> and yes. I think to myself, you know, you know, I'm a political animal, really. I'm looking mm. at the front bench of, of, of these morons that are supposed to be governing us now. And we've gone back to the days of the robber baron, you know. Yeah. Where the rich children are getting the privileges and the rich men are getting the privileges, whilst they're trying to drive everybody back into serfdom, you know. And it's no different in the music industry now. You know, you've got these people coming in, paying to have their children, you know, kind of groomed and 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 done. And there's virtually nothing I see in there of of a nature that when I first started, you know, the whole thing was wide open. There was people. You know, you, you had your Donovan, your Dylan, your Stones, your, your Uncle Dinks, your Tom Joneses, your, you name it. It was Great such a broad wide palette. palette. Yeah. Yeah. Now all I'm seeing, you know, it's this kind of very narrow-minded, you either got your gangster stuff, you know, uh, in, in one level, you know. Um, it's American Pat. I worked with soul acts in the, in the 60s and 70s, some of the best soul acts in the world. I, I, I you know, play guitar behind some of the real, and the blues acts, you know. And I think these guys would turn in their grave now, you know, just to watch, you know, a kind of a guy on there dripping with gold, you know, with, with little white chicks' bums in their faces and, you know, pointing fingers and telling people to do this. Because these guys struggled for years, the blues acts, you know. I mean, they went through all sorts of abuses and everything else to get their music heard. Without that, we wouldn't have done what we've done. When I look what's happening now, you know, they're, they're sort of repeating nursery rhymes, you know, uh, but using kind of, you know, kind of aggressive language to a, to a kind of a structured beat, you know, that just could have bloody Sample. drum machine. Sample no, beats. Yeah. I think to myself, what's ever happened to black music? You know, I mean, I loved it. You know, now I hate it. Mm -hmm. You know, it's just nothing in there for me. 
you know, there's that or there's these, you know, one direction or new, you know, no erection or whatever you like to call them, you know, that kind of man, <laughs> man, <laughs> manufactured Simon <laughs> Cowell pop. You know, there's just sort of everything there is not organic. You yeah. know, it's not just happening because no. these guys got, I mean, Dave Grohl, you know, from um, Nirvana published this thing on the net last week, which he said, it is such a sad state of affairs where, and he was talking about American kids, where they now think the only route to stardom is on American Idol. Yeah. Where you wait yeah. under the queue for eight hours outside the supermarket to go in and audition for morons, you know, abused who get, and they on. get abused in the, in, in, in the process. Well, and that's, I mean, that's... Sad, you know, he said, listen, kids, go and buy yourself a guitar, get a guitar, go into a garage, phone your mate up, get him a set of drums, get him round play drums in the garage just see what happens and that's the way everything used to happen everything did happen in rock and roll absolutely yeah didn't happen any other way it didn't certainly didn't happen you know from controlled thoughts for people who are only interested in buying another yacht i mean it's and that's basically the same sort of history in my own life you know it, it was it was very much seat of the pants you do it how it feels that's it we we had great times. I remember pushing sort of columns of speakers down on into gigs on push chairs and all sorts of things like that. Well, I remember last year mm. I was sitting there with my my partner. We were watching a TV show, and there's this I can't remember this this female group either called Saturdays or Fridays or something. It could have been Wednesdays or monthlies, you know. But at, <laughs> at the end of the day, they were in a tour bus, right? going around these pop festivals, there was five girls or something, I'd never heard of them, probably my ignorance, and they were on this bloody luxury tour bus, the likes I'd never seen, and I've toured all over the bloody place, you know, and they were only going from Essex to, you know, and, uh, you know, bloody Milton Keynes or something like that, as a festival or whatever, and when they got out, you know, oh, you've got, you've got a massage at f two o'clock, you've got your ears on at three o'clock, you're on stage at five, and when they walked on stage, somebody gave them a mic, you know, a radio mic, it was mm -hmm. in their hands, there was no sound check, it was all done to playback, probably the singing was mined anyway, and then they came off stage and said, oh, that was really hard work, <laughs> you know, and I'm thinking to myself, the months and years I sat on a bloody amplifier in the back of a Bedford van, <laughs> whizzing <laughs> up and down the motorway, with chart-hit bands, it just wasn't like that no. in them days, you know, it's molly-coddled pop, that yeah. these people seemed wallowing. When I, we, you know, I was at the first Glastonbury. There was only about 300 people there. In the end, it was so muddy, everybody got bollock naked and rolled in it. There was a one, <laughs> one wire coming out the back of the farmhouse, and the tent, you know, the triangle tent was a few sheets hanging up. And then, while well, I look at it now, this year, you know, there's these kids going, oh, I'm not walking. I can't walk in the mud. I yeah. can't walk yeah. in that mud. No, I'm not walking across that field. You know what are they? What are they putting in the water these days? <laughs> I dread to think. I really do, Paul. So tell me a little bit about Slap Soul, then, please. Slap Soul are brilliant. They're two lads from Wales. What I liked about them, uh, they're, they're very down to earth, working class kids. They said to me, "Whatever you do, you know, I'd love, we'd love you to get involved with us, but we, the one thing we won't do is go on X Factor." <laughs> <laughs> so I said, oh, "I can." I said, "Well, you know, boys." I said, uh, "You know." <laughs> Yeah, okay, I dig that. Uh, Martin Jones has got a voice. Ugh, 
you know, he's 22 years of age and, he, and, and every, he's got a voice like a 56-year-old black man, mature black man. It's just pure, you know, soul and, 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 and he looks like Kurt Cobain, you know. Right. Uh, Sam Humphries is a fantastic guitarist in the modern style, you know, he slaps. Because that's what it slaps like. He slaps and Martin sings soul. Yeah. So it's a very simple thing. And together they produce some incredible music. Everybody that's heard them, I took them to JHS uh, event in Leeds and... And, and Lewitt Microphones from America signed them up. Fishman Electronics signed them up. JHS signed them up. You know, it's like they do something totally unique together. It's unique. Mm. Uh, you know, most slappers these days, you know, these rhythmic players, they don't sing. And, and therefore, you, you know, it becomes a bit tedious. But with uh, Sam's got a music degree, so obviously he thinks about when he plays guitar behind the singer, he thinks about, you know, the structure of what he's playing. He's just not playing three million notes and, you know, and, and tapping either end of a guitar. Martin, on the other end, you know, writes the lyrics. Sam writes him. It's a brilliant little partnership. Yeah. Tom's just, you know, we finished recording the album. We hope to have it out early next year sometime, you know, and then we'll, we'll see what happens to him, you know. But everybody that's heard him, you know, they, they put something up. They put a Facebook page up. Oh, in about three weeks, they have nearly a thousand uh, likes on it. You know, which it's bloody hard to get that, Very especially good. for an unknown act. They just seem to again. They just seem to pick up this fan base. You know, there's, there's something magical there. I don't know what it is. It happens every now and then, uh, and we shall see once we actually get the album together next year and put it out. Um, the reason we did we did this first was obviously. It's great to launch your label on Tubular Bells. <laughs> Whatever happens, you know, it is a fantastic piece of music. This thing with the Children of Ireland, when I saw it, I thought, what a bloody waste, you know. Um, it's just been sitting there. And, it, and, it, and it's just a, such a different way of doing it. And, it, it, you know, it's a fantastic piece of music that Mike's written in the first place. And, you know, 40 years down the line, it was the 40th anniversary of Virgin this year. Uh, what better thing to do and to actually almost take it full circle from Mike's initial experimental stage where he brought a load of little bits to Tom, you know, there wasn't any structure to it. Yeah. Tom saw the potential of it, put it all together for him, you know, persuaded Richard it was worth going with. And from that, you know, kind of initial, you know, caesarean birth, if you like, um, a world empire was... Uh, structured from Richard you know and Richard actually openly admitted this year on the blog on our site that he put that you know if it wasn't for tubular bells there would have been no virgin yeah, so yeah, it, this thing has now sort of come back full circle and gone back into virtually the same structure as Mike brought it to Tom with with taking it into schools and schools have come out with little ideas yeah. <laughs> and it's all Tom all put it re-put it together again in a different way so it's almost like a rebirth Yes, yeah. you know, and hopefully we, we, we're kind of going to follow that philosophy that Virgin was set up to do, you know, rather than sort of, you know, go and finding massive amounts of money to poke behind acts, you know, just for the sake of it. Uh, we're just going to let this thing happen naturally. Yeah. You know, we haven't, got the, we haven't got the money to, you know, to kind of throw money at the wall just to, you know, buy our way into anything. And, and, and we wouldn't want to do that anyway. No, no, of course. Uh, you know, so we're just going to get good stuff and put it out. Ethical music, I think, would be the term for that. Yeah, and, yeah, and yeah, that's, that's, that's right. And if people don't like it, well, that's tough. 
if people do like it, that's fantastic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, right, well, gentlemen, on that note, I mean, we've we've gone for nearly 50 minutes, so... Yeah, there you go. <laughs> I hope you've got enough. We do gather on. You should be out to edit that down to three. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's been fantastic talking to you both again. All right. Uh, you for the first time, Paul, obviously. Please bear in mind, Tom, and both, and Paul, that if I can be of any assistance on the next project... Brilliant. I would love to be involved in it. As I said to well, you before, Tom, my... you're, you're in it now, whether yeah. you like it or not. You're on our database. You know, <laughs> we, we know what you look like and we know where you live. So. <laughs> yes, you do. He looks like John Remborn. He yeah. does. You look, you look surprisingly like John Remborn. You're aware of that. <laughs> <laughs> That's not bad an accolade. That's brilliant. Anyway, look, we're going to have something to eat now. Yeah, our dinner's Hugh, ready. Hugh, uh, you know, the Scottish DJ is kindly looking after us these couple of days, and uh, yeah. we're off early in the morning, so we're just going to have a bit of dinner with him, and then we're going to head back to Wales. Well, thanks very so, much for taking time. Keep in touch, buddy. I'll look forward to getting my copy in the next couple yeah, of days, because right, I really right. do want Should to stitch it. Should be cold by now. <laughs> <laughs> I really do want to stitch it round this interview, so uh, that would be brilliant. All right, David. Yeah. Thank you very much indeed. Blessed be. Thanks so much and blessed be. Yeah. See you later. Cheers.
Well, there you have it. Tubular Bells by the Children of Ireland, and a classic piece of music it is as well. And who would believe that it's 40 years since the release of that album. Incredible. And also the interview with Tom and Paul. Thank you very much, guys, for doing that interview. I hope that we didn't upset anybody with some of the language, but uh, it's a warts and all interview, and uh, I thoroughly, thoroughly enjoyed it. Looking forward to working with you again on the new project. Who knows what that will bring? So until the next time, this is The Merlin saying thank you very much for listening. I hope you've enjoyed it. This is Cauldron FM, the sound of magic. And our email address, if you want to get in touch, is cauldronfm at mail.com. So until the next time, as I say, bye for now and blessed be. Cauldron FM. Online. The sound of magic. Cauldron FM is a Moonshadow Media production.